In a world that is continually straying farther and farther from the truth of God's word and moral standard, there is one topic that has gained more attention than anyone could have possibly imagined. Gender. The question we will explore on this episode of Make the Time is what does the Bible have to say about men, women, and their roles in this world? Welcome back to episode 7 of the Make the Time podcast. I'm Carson. I'm Blake. And I'm Andy. And you may have noticed one name is not here with us today, and that would be Parker. Uh, he had, I, I don't really, I didn't really buy the excuse at first. I mean, maybe, but I'm really curious. We want pictures, but it's, he has a really bad sunburn on his face, and he started peeling. And so my question is, like, like how bad is this? <laughs> you know, I want to give him some credit. I really do. But at the same time, at this time last night, we were playing Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, we're calling you out, Parker. We're calling you and out. And so we're sorry, Parker. You better <laughs> soon, buddy. Do you do you buy it? Huh? Do you buy it? I think he's just he's just he saw his Blake's chance. being I don't know. Blake's being good cop. I'll leave you. Well, back you know, I sprained my ankle and yeah. Well, that was real. I'll play, <laughs> I'm not okay. saying Parker's wasn't real. I'm just saying no, like, I, think, I think that one was pretty rough. Yeah, I think well, Parker would make his effort to be here. That's true. Yeah. No, we're, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not Parker. questioning. He's just—he's a redneck. I think he just took his gimme, his gimme week. Oh yeah, he's back. That's okay. You, me, and Carson still have one. We haven't haven't used ours. That's very true. But we're well, probably we, rec- we record on my laptop, so, so you're probably not going to get one. <laughs> I don't get an off week. That's okay though. That's fine. But um, you all ready to do this thing? Yeah, let's do um, it. So we're doing this. Uh, we originally got the idea for this through an email that we received from one of you guys, uh, Derek. And when, when I, you, you kept trying to tell me who sent it and I was like, Eric, Eric, yeah. Garrick, Garrett. Cause we no. have these headsets on What's that Garrick? go through the mic. What? Yeah. What is Garrick that? a name? Garrick? Gar- yeah. That's a name. I've heard, I think I actually know a Garrick. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. That's where I've heard that. Yeah. But Lou Gehrig that. gave us this idea. Well, he's old. He's he had, Derek wanted the idea of, uh, like traits of a spiritual man. So we're just kind of expanding mm-hmm. upon that. A and, little bit in this episode. Yeah, and so he he said, "What is what is a a man of God look like?" Yeah, and when we you know we saw it, we were like, "Hey, this is a great idea," because you know we're dudes, we can talk about that. But we also realized, hey, uh, like half of our listeners are female, more than half actually, mm-hmm. like a little over. Yeah, 50, so, fifty-four, I think. Yeah, um, so obviously we don't just want to you know alienate half of our audience with something that's irrelevant to them. So what we've decided to do is look at both genders, and we're going to explore the roles of men and women in three areas. That's going to be the church, the home, and in relationships. So um, hopefully we hopefully we don't step on mm-hmm. any toes here, but uh, this can be a touchy subject, I feel like. It can be, um, and I think that's why, you know, for us, we've made them as a thing so scripture-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really... I mean, we're just commentating what Scripture says. Yeah, or at least we're trying. Yeah. If if you way. guys don't feel like we are, you are more than welcome to call us out. Give mm-hmm. us an email, um, DM us on Instagram, whatever you whatever you think deem appropriate. I guess. Yeah, and we'll we'll accept that too. We're not trying to be I'll throw it in the trash now. when it comes to talking about <laughs> stuff like this. Perfectos. So, perfectos. Perfectos. Do you use that word often? <laughs> no. I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm a I've never heard Blake say that word. He got a haircut, and all of a sudden, he's Italian. Perfecto. Me, <laughs> me. <laughs> no, okay. Wow. Uh, let's no, we, yep. I don't even know. <laughs> this uh, has been a rough intro, man. No, y'all. Let's do it. You already get into it? Let's, let's do, do it, it, man. All right. all right. So, first area we're going to explore is the role of women, men and women. Can't speak. Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard, man. Uh, in the church. And this is, th- this is a pretty can be a pretty controversial one yeah i'd say this is probably not the most controversial but the no. one you see played out so differently in yeah. the world because you have different nominations and different yeah. viewpoints and there's a lot of different little areas and different little things you can believe mm-hmm. and, and I, yeah and so i think the first question we're just gonna just throw out there is uh pastoral roles mm-hmm. who who is qualified to hold the office of pastor what do we think and why? Okay. Blake? Well, this You're on is, the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, this is something that 
as you kind of said, I believe it's controversial because there's a lot of different ideas or I, don't, I wouldn't say theories, but mm-hmm. people have different like thoughts on what women should be, yeah, and what women, men should be. And I guess before you go too far, I know I've already talked a lot, but one thing we do want to preface, yes, we do believe that men and women do have specific roles in different areas of life because it's what the Bible says. But um, if you're listening, right, please don't get offended yet. Um, yet. Understand that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understand that we believe uh, the Bible speaks very clearly that the intrinsic value of men and women is not different. Um, a man is no more valuable to God than a woman. Um, I think it's just that we have we were made differently, literally. Mm-hmm. We were made to do different things, um, and so we're going to naturally fulfill different roles and different areas of need. So that's sort of the the mindset that we're moving forward with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I cut you off, Blake. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm Go glad ahead. you said that because that's something that our listeners and even us need to hear before we start talking about stuff. Yeah. So, but with a pastoral role, you're talking about lead pastoral roles. I would personally and through scripture say that more than likely it's going to be a male role. More than, more than likely or, or all the time. Okay. So I... Do you want my personal opinion, or do you I want, want I want your your exegesis of the Bible? I, use I, I really word. Am, I really am on the hot seat. Right you now. are. I'm, the seat is torching. Um, it's, I'm turning it's the flame torching. up, baby. <laughs> I, I'm, it's already hot. His face here. is fire it. truck red right now. Um, I know y'all can't see it. It's fire truck red. I do. I, this is what this is what I believe in the, through Scripture and just seeing it in churches. Um, I believe there's a lot of diversity in churches as well. I believe there's a lot of religious diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the thing I believe is, I'll put this question out there. Are you going to turn away God when he puts you on a, puts a distinct calling on your life? So let's say there's a, a I, know, I know a couple of women in my own life that, are, that have been called to youth ministry. And I know that there's some people that have told them, hey, you shouldn't do this. God's not calling you to do this. But they don't know that. Like, God God may call you to a calling that you don't like and others don't like about you, but that's why he's calling you towards that calling. Yeah, so. I, I, think, I think it's certainly not out of the question for women to be called to ministerial roles. Absolutely. I think women 100% have a place in the ministry. Um, the question is, though, uh, and again, back to the specific question, is one of those places the office of pastor. And in the Bible, it describes it as the office of the overseer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the head pastor here. Right. Um, so, Blake, do you, do you, want, do you want to answer? Did you want to, do you want to pass the hot, hot potatoes? Is anybody ready for me to pass it? I don't know if you want to pass it. Um, pass it. I'll just say I believe in through reading Scripture, there's several Scriptures that just talk about um, um overseer or a, a man or a woman in the church or there's there's the uh what passage in first corinthians 14 33 it says that women are to keep silent in the churches and that can be a very touchy yeah. situation i'm there. glad you brought that that's up. the verse i had i'm glad you brought it up when it was passed this is this is a scripture that i think and i'm sorry if i cut you off this is a scripture i think is very um valuable to have in understanding women's role in the church but it's also terribly misused and terribly misconstrued Mm -hmm. and just kind of ripped out of its context at times i think a lot of progressive leaning churches they may just completely throw it out altogether because they don't like the sound of it um and then more conservative leaning churches are i mean they take it and they they run the whole nine with it they they don't um they don't honor and respect the the actual context of, of why it was said. And I think that it's really important for us to, you know, maybe take a deeper look at that. And I know I cut you off, Blake, so I, I'll let you keep going on your point. Go ahead. Well, if you look at the beginning of chapter 14, it talks about the prophecy in tongues and the tongues should, must be interpreted, not just, you know. Right. Everything must be done in yeah. a, an orderly fashion. Yeah. And so when you get down to this verse, 
this is where people take it out of context is it says that you know this is my my uh new king james version oh my goodness it says let oh, your Lord. women keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak but they are to be submissive as the law also says and but what it's talking about keeping silent in the churches is not being like don't walk in, don't walk into a church shut your mouth and just sit there it's you you haven't really been given the gift of speaking in tongues and can't interpret it so yeah. that's what that's what that scripture is saying i've heard and, i've heard um i've heard that i've also heard it's interesting um in i, I want to say either the previous book of Corinthians, like you have first corinthians mm-hmm. and second corinthians it might have been um in a in a different book of the same letter or it might have just been in the previous chapter but paul he states um to the women when you prophesy you should be covered and men when you prophesy you should be uncovered now when it says prophesy it doesn't mean prophesy in the same sense of foretelling future events or in the same way that like elijah and um and habakkuk and all those guys were Mm -hmm. right this is talking about literally just proclaiming truth right if i say god is good i'm prophesying right according to that the the definition of that word in in that usage and so if if you subscribe to the belief that oh women just should be silent 100 Mm percent in the church because i know of churches that as soon as women step in the Mm -hmm. building as soon as church starts you better not say a word right if you subscribe Mm -hmm. to that belief then tell me why does paul say women not if you were to it's women when you prophesy you should be covered Mm -hmm. why would he why would he say that and that's the really the big point i want to hit on is there's the two extremes you know because i know we have churches like you just said right there and then also there's, there's a church you know five minutes from this campus that oh text message oh my goodness my we're good <laughs> then we have a church that's you know right off campus that you know has women as the head pastors and yeah. the head leaders of the church and so it's very interesting how you have two polar oppos- opposite interpretations of the bible mm-hmm. and two polar opposite um church structures regarding yeah. women i th- i think it's people um allowing their own personal beliefs and and opinions to uh to drive their interpretation of the bible mm-hmm. and and so that we're gonna we're gonna break out some big words in uh this episode because we know you guys can handle them <laughs> um that's what we would call eisegesis reading your thoughts and your opinions and your beliefs into scripture what you want to achieve is exegesis which is literally pulling out it's extracting exegesis extracting what the word says just as, as it's by itself mm-hmm. um and so in the context of first and second corinthians paul is writing to a church in which the women were acting unruly um and he's addressing that specific context right mm-hmm. it's like when a child keeps blabbing their mouth and keeps talking and they're they're loud and they're rambunctious the the parent says be quiet that doesn't mean be quiet forever right that doesn't mean all children should just be quiet it's not what they mean they're addressing the situation paul is addressing the situation here mm-hmm. um and i think that's a really important thing to understand yep. um but now also i lost my train of thought man <laughs> i had it you looked it like you had something you wanted to go to and then you i know you fell off. um i think oh here's what it was i mm-hmm. i didn't want to move ahead too fast just in case one of y'all had no i think we need to kind of reiterate the whole point i don't feel like we've kind of beat around it a little bit yeah but um go ahead i was just gonna say kind of backing up of you were talking about how you can't take a personal approach on it it's going to be right extracting it from the scripture and one of the points that i wrote down when i was just thinking of this podcast praying about it like you when you're a man of God, you're not a man of yourself. And when you're a woman of God, you're not a woman of yourself. And it's in the same way that you're living out the image of Christ that he's put on you. And you're living out who God has called you to be. And when it comes to in the church as well, 
you're to be a man of God and you're to be a woman of God. It's it seems that simple, but it's a controversial and it's a touchy subject now. It's totally against and, our nature. Yeah, yeah. it's totally yeah, it's totally against it. And that's what ultimately, as I was talking about diversity, that's ultimately what drives the diversity in the church. Is is it supposed to be just a man of God in the church, or is it supposed to be a woman of God in the church? But I ultimately believe that it should be equally both, because that's something that working together as well and kind of removing that diversity that the church is struggling with is ultimately what you know resolves the issue of it should be a man in, of God and a woman of God that are in the church. Because I believe that, as I was saying, a lead pastor, typically you see it, it as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I know at my own personal church, like one of our associate pastors is a woman. And I believe that's an awesome thing because God uses her in so many mm-hmm. this extraordinary ways and that ultimately just enhances his kingdom, I believe. Here, so. I, I just perked up at that. And I'm not, I'm just, because I'm asking, um, I just kind of want to throw a little devil's advocate yeah. out there. Um, so, yes, absolutely. I think God can work through women in the church, even women taking up pastoral roles. But the question I think um, that we should always ask of anyone and even of ourselves is God working through you or is he working despite you, Mm. right? Um, Good things can absolutely come from not so good things. Why? Because God is the one who who is repurposing it. He takes what was meant for evil to be for good. And not saying that your church is meaning it for evil but what i am asking and 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 again i I think it you know it can go for our church too or you know the listeners church right ask yourself um the way that you view your church leadership right ask yourself do you think god is working through them or despite them if you are in a position of leadership or of any teaching authority whatsoever is God working through you or is he working despite you? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a that's one of those things that I never want to to be said of me or to, to know that that's how it was. Like, man, God had to be working despite me. Yeah. Like, that's just like, oh. I think it's very important to evaluate your church's leadership. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's very important. I mean, that's your spiritual growth and that's your church community. Mm-hmm. I think for me, this is interesting because at the church I grew up at, we had a— um, wasn't an associate pastor. She was a youth pastor, but um, and it's never really something I thought of till I got older. You know, I look back, I was like, you know, when I was thinking about this and studying this for myself, I was like, you know, I did grow up in a church. I had a woman who was on youth staff there. And I know for me personally, um, I know there are women that do amazing things and are amazing women of God. Like for me, I think women that go to these women conferences and they go lead these, you know, women retreats and stuff like that, like that's powerful. And I think for me, that role is suited for a woman because it's more relatable and more personal to whoever's going through that experience with them. And I think for me, that's the role I kind of see it being played out. Um, and in the role as far as the head of a church, I do believe spirit, through Scripture it is reserved for a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to go ahead and just address that head on. I, I have one Scripture is in the book of Titus. There's another Scripture um, I'll let y'all talk and I'll find it, but it's in one of the Timothys. I want to say First Timothy, but um, right, like, why do we believe that the the office of the overseer, right, the, the head pastor, is reserved for men? Well, let's read in uh, in Titus one, starting verse five. Uh, this this uh, section is titled "Qualifications for Elders," so. I think this is pretty on topic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Starting verse 5, This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order, and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife, very specific, right? And his children are believers, and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, for an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable and a lover of God. He must be self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught 
so that he may be able to give instruction in, in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it in every way, shape, and form, right? I mean, it's, it's being stated with the assumption that it's already a man, he, mm-hmm. him, right? If you want to get into the, the pronouns of it. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, hot potato, right? No, but uh, I think it's pretty clear. What do you guys think? It's pretty black and white for me. Yeah, it's pretty straight to the point. Uh, I You're talking about the First Timothy verse as well. Is that First Timothy 6, 11 through? Ooh, I'm, let's, let's see. 16? No. Okay. I had First Timothy 6, 11 through 14. It is in First Timothy, though. But, but with your verse, which is this Titus, what, 5? Titus 1, 5 through like 9. Okay. Yeah. I think it's definitely a kind of a straight to the point. The husband of one wife? Yeah. I don't think there's any confusing that one. No. Um, Even if you look into the another big word coming at you, the etymology of it. That's etymology. If you ever hear that word, guys, that just means um, we're looking at the original text instead of the translation. We're prying apart the original, like the Greek or the Hebrew. Even if you look at the etymology, the husband of one wife, it doesn't get more specific than that. You know? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, right? No, you're there. You're there. I'm there with you. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just say the verse without knowing where it is. I'll try to find it. Yeah. Maybe that, that'll help. I would love to be able to reference it. But um, it's essentially saying, uh, I, I believe Paul, it's either Paul or Timothy saying, for I do not permit a woman um, to teach or to hold authority over man. And this is the, the, this is the charge that he's giving, right? He does not permit a woman to, hold, to teach or hold authority over a man in the church, right? And the reason he gives, and, and listen to this, in Corinthians, it was, uh, what, what's the verse? First Timothy 2.12. Yes, that's it. So in the first part of that scripture, um, he's just given the charge. In Corinthians, it was, it was uh, situational, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will argue that this is situational as well, right? Well, he only meant it to this specific situation. He only was addressing this one thing. But he actually gives a reason, um, and it's anything but situational. It's what we would call normative. You have situational versus normative. Normative means it's this, it's, it applies here, it applied back then, and it applies from now on to forever, right? And he says here uh, in verse 13, For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. He literally is citing the the story, uh, our origin story of sin. It doesn't get more normative than that. And that again, that's not saying all women are uh, more, worse liars than men, mm-hmm. or or women are just uh, morally worse than men. No, that's absolutely not what it's saying. But what it is saying is, hey, there is a normative reason as to why men are given. Um, a you know are reserved at this office of eldership in the church, and there's a reason why women aren't. Um, and I I personally think it comes down to even the biology of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think um, it's easier for men uh, to go into those positions naturally than maybe women. Just in the same way, it's easier for women um, to maybe fulfill. Like for example, I'm in uh, social work. And it's a heavily female-driven field because you're dealing with a lot of really graphic stuff, difficult stuff, um, and you're dealing with things that just require a lot of nurture, a lot of care, um, and a lot of emotional intelligence. Men are nowhere close to the capabilities that women have in those areas. And and I think it's one of those things where it Mm -hmm. doesn't make women inferior and it doesn't make men inferior. I mean, we're 
we're just better at different things. Mm -hmm. um, and I promise this is the last thing I'll say before I let one of y'all no, uh, say good. something. Um, this is, uh, we're going to kind of back up and talk about two perspectives. Number one is egalitarianism. And number two is um, complementarianism. Again, big words. Is it a big word, Blake? It's a pretty big word. Can you repeat it? No, probably not. It's okay. I had to practice it multiple times <laughs> before this. Words will definitely be hard with that one. We're, yes, absolutely. Um, so egalitarianism, E. Egalitarianism. There you go. Egalitarianism. <laughs> and if you want to know what that stands for, just think E, equality, right? The egalitarian view says, well, men and women are equal in every shape and form right now in intrinsic value i would say yeah totally 100 percent. i don't think any of us disagree with that but in every way shape and form i'm pretty sure the whole thing that makes us even able to have children is the fact that we're not the same mm -hmm. the whole the whole reason the family right like the home life runs like it does is because we're not the same, mm -hmm. right? Men and women aren't the same. We're not equal, right? There, there's different, you know, women are superior in certain areas and men are superior in certain areas, right? And so I think the egalitarian perspective, that that is what's taken on by a lot of progressive churches. Um, if you have churches that, you know, have women pastors, um, a lot, you know, it's because they subscribe to an egalitarian egalitarian perspective right and i just think it's kind of naive right I, th I think it's denying reality and denying truth rather um i think what all three of us subscribe to and what we want to encourage you guys to explore and we want to encourage you guys to look into both of these but is complementarianism right um, men and women complement each other just like it's like teamwork right you know, like Carson may not be good at, I don't know, coloring. Terrible. But I may be great at coloring, but maybe I, I can't draw lines straight. So how are we going to, how are we going to make a good picture, mm -hmm. a, paint a good picture, you know, without feeding off of each other's strengths, right? That may have been a really bad analogy. I got it a little bit. No. A little bit. And Go ahead. Can, I, can I touch on something real quick? Go right ahead. Okay. Did I cut you off? No, no, you're good. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> um, well, you were talking about, what's, what's it called again? Complementarianism. Yeah. Complementarianism. Okay. Well, with that, with the man of God and the woman of God, and bring that up again. Man of God is to respect, honor, and praise. A yes. woman of God is to obey, love, and encourage. And it's that, it's that type of balance that you have there that is helping each other out to ultimately like show that the love of christ is is there yeah and that's something that as you were saying like um that's something that needs to be seen in in all churches as well i believe because working together you have to you really have to work together um to get god's name out there to get the word jesus or to get the name of jesus out there i believe because um, when you're trying to just on your own stand in your own personal, like I'm the big man here, you're going to like have a bunch of troubles that are coming your way. And you yeah. may even have to the point where it's like, this is going to really just keep, like kill me, like kill my, my, I'm going to say my, I almost said my vibe, not my vibe, kill my, vibe, <laughs> kill, kill my understanding and where I want to be because I'm just trying to do it all on my own. Um, here's the i have another analogy <laughs> i'm just throwing the analogies at you guys here's the way i'll frame it all right think about how scripture paints the picture of the body of christ all right let's think about let's think about the body of blake for a second right your physical body it's a scary body i know it's a scary <laughs> body all right the body of blake okay if 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 your liver says, you know what, I'm tired of being a liver. I think I'm going to be a stomach. And it tries to be a stomach. It stops doing its job as a liver, and it starts trying to do something that it's not designed to do, 
What's going to happen to you, Blake? Um, probably going to die. You're probably going to die. We can, we could probably bring a doctor in here and he'd, he'd back that up. He'd be like, yeah, you're dead. Even what if, what if like a pancreas, right? Let's I just, I don't even know what that does. I know. Right. <laughs> Let's just take that out. What are you going to, what's going to happen? You're going to die. Whatever it does is probably not going to work anymore. Yeah. We need, we need, I'm pretty, one of us needs to be in like nursing. Or something. I know. We need, to know what we need to get a nursing major in here. That's what I'm saying. Hayden Nixon. Oh yeah. Hayden would be good. He'd be great. Sorry, name drop. Sorry Hayden. <laughs> name we drop. love you, Hayden. Um, well, anyway, the point I'm trying to make, and the, it's the same point the Bible makes. Um, we view maybe like the brain and the heart, right, as, as things more important than the pancreas and the liver, right? But here's the thing. Without the small things, too, or what we would perceive to be the small things, the body dies. Right. And so really, how can you say that one is more important than the other? Right. How, how can you say that um, one is more vital than the other? Right. Now, if one stops working, the effects will be different. Right. Like if your brain stops working, Carson, the effects are probably going to be a little more severe than if right. your liver starts to malfunction. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be life threatening. But the what, what I'm trying to get at is in the body of Christ. Right. It's not our body. It's not our church. It's Jesus's church. Mm-hmm. It is what he has built, what he has designed. And so who are we to say, you know what, because I feel like this and I feel that way, right? I'm going to say that um, what I want to be true is true about the, my role in the church. I'm going to try and do this job when I was really designed and purposed by God to do this. Right now, is it, am I saying like, it's wrong to try and explore your place in the church? No, we want you guys to explore and, and try and find a place to serve in the church. But if it's mopping floors, Hey, that is just as glorious and just as wonderful in the eyes of God as the pastor is preaching on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. It's just as vital. Right. Um, and if it's, if it's doing the children's ministry or the women's ministry, versus, you know, whatnot, it's still important. It's still vital. The The main thing that is important that we understand is it's not us that's vital to the church. It's Christ in us. So if if maybe this is you and, and you're being challenged by what we're saying here, take a step back and ask yourself, is it because I'm viewing myself uh, in a more significant light than I should be? Or am I actually viewing it like I should be in that Christ is the, the driving factor of my place in this church. It's really good. I think in the church body, you're going to be where God needs you to be. Absolutely. And with that saying, like, I'll take a personal approach. Like I work in children's ministry at my church and that's something that not in a thousand years I thought I'd be doing because I don't know. Like Blake, Adam, Blake Adams and four and five year olds. Like that's really hard. It's hard. Dude. And, but I, I look at it, Take a step back. Um, before I did it, I took a step back and was like, God, like, is this really where you want me to be? Like, they kind of just randomly asked me to be in, to teach children in ministry. And it's the type of thing that God's going to put you where you need to be to be able to do the service of him. And like, like mopping the floors, being a janitor of the church, there's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because you're still living out the, the body of Christ. Yeah. And like... Like, I know there's a lot of people that see stereotypical jobs like a janitor or, or a know, custodian. A custodian or somebody <laughs> that, I don't know, makes the coffee at church. Like, don't be like, don't feel down or discouraged by those jobs because those jobs were not given to you just because they needed somebody there. They were given to you for a reason. It's not what you do. It's, it's why you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you making a cup of coffee for somebody that morning may mean more, you know, more to mm-hmm. them than you can imagine. I know right? it means more to me because I need yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah. And God is utilizing that. I never really understood how many moving pieces there are in a church yeah. until you become involved in it and you yes. get to serve in it. 
and you realize just how many things go on that you had no idea even happened. But you never thought about it happening, but it, you would notice it if it didn't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, that mm-hmm. does make sense. Like, you always you don't mm-hmm. notice these little things, but if someone were to stop doing these things, you would it would yeah. be inevitable. Yeah. Like uh, the, the guy who does the bathrooms. Yeah. I would notice. Mm-hmm. I'd notice very definitely. Quickly. But I think we spent a lot of time on the church, and I think we've pretty well covered it, I yeah. think. Yep. So I think we're good. Do you want to go ahead and move into home and relationships? Let's go for it. Let's do it. We're going to have to go quick. Yeah, we've got about 15 minutes. Then we need but to... these two, you can really... Uh, They're related. Yeah. They're yeah. related. Very similar. Um, so, okay. In the home, right? What do y'all got? What do y'all think? Um, I guess I'm in the hot seat again. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, in the lukewarm seat. Luke, now. It's lukewarm <laughs> now. We're good. We're getting getting closer. Uh, so, one like, I guess I could say, statement that I always hear is that women should manage households, and this is something that I believe is not a stereotype, but it's actually a praise, um, because when it comes, you hear that men are to lead out a household, um, but when it should women should manage households um women really manage that foundation you think of a foundation in a house they're managing the foundation um, for their husbands to the offspring and the generations to come they're managing or making sure that where they're growing up is you know in a spiritual context is a spiritual and healthy relationship with god but also a spiritual and healthy just like growing sensation of it i I think women women in families right like mothers and i'll just speak from my experience with my parents um i think the the amount of emotional intelligence and emotional strength that a woman requires in order to keep a home not just a home but a family running is just astronomical Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my mom is probably the strongest person I know um, just because of all the things that I know she's been through. And um, and I think it's, it, I've always thought it's kind of like a blessing and a curse with, you know, the, the amount of, the, the amount of emotions that women experience. I think it's a blessing because they can navigate emotions and communicate emotions, um, you know, if they want, right? Uh, but men usually find it more difficult or awkward to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, emotions can uh, sometimes take over a woman. And that's why, you know, some some of our friends who are girls are like, yeah, I cried like 10 times today. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I yeah. cried like once mm-hmm. this year. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's no lie, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's just a, that's a, a side effect, a symptom of of what you're given. You know, like I think there's a there's a reason that men are you know typically have a more level-headed and um i guess more stoic kind of uh i guess demeanor uh, maybe not demeanor but yeah mindset. and and again Certainly. that that can come back to bite us in the butt because mm-hmm. one thing you know mental health and stuff like that right like um yeah that's kind of the boat i fall in like i don't do the whole emotion thing i'm just kind of excuse me level-headed the whole and, time. and that's the way most men are yeah um, like not much really gets to me and again it goes back to the strengths and i don't like showing it. yeah yeah like yeah. it's uncomfortable for me and it's we- weird for me it feels weird i don't like it and that's why a sign of of strength for a man can oftentimes be <laughs> expressing and practicing those same emotional skills that women already have mm-hmm. um and then vice versa sometimes with women um strength in a woman can look like things that we don't typically associate with women. And that might be uh, like in a a single mother home, right? Taking on both the provider and caretaker roles, Um, you know, or uh, a woman who's excelling in a certain, um, a certain field, Uh, things such as that, not, you know, we see it as strengths because we're not typically or culturally used to seeing that exhibited um, most of the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. and I think it's a good thing to be aware of that, but also I just want to say it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's okay that we have those differences, um, and just how, how like you were getting personal with it. Yeah, that's how I'll get personal with it. My mm-hmm. my dad, um, you know, was always has always provided for our family, 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, of course I've, I've gone to talk to him and I can express things to him, but, um, there's something about the way that my mom can communicate. And I think almost anyone can really speak to this and mm -hmm. agree with me, agree with me when I say this is that moms can, there's just something about them, you know, compared, yeah. compared to anyone else, including your dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and you yeah. know, if you tell them, it always gets to them eventually. Yeah. So, and like the, uh, I wanted to go kind of in a personal level as well as yeah. you're talking about, like your mom and your dad. I love you too, Blake. Um, I love you too. <laughs> but like one, like if I had to put like a, a the more, most important figure that I had growing up in my life is probably my grandmother. And still to this day, it's a really important figure in my life. And like, now she's got like early stages of dementia so it's really hard but at the same time like she's still encouraging me every single day and that's truly you can see that gift that god's given her to encourage me you know just throughout my life and like today or yesterday i was talking to her that's still my granddad um because you really can't really get on the phone or drive or you know there's certain things the grand grandpas and phones don't go together you know, no that doesn't either but uh like i could hear in the background i had told them some some news really good news and she was just like i'm so proud of you i'm proud of you and everything you do i love you so much and that's you know that's like that's usually the typical grandmother answer yeah. you're gonna get but the fact that that's so encouraging to you to there's keep something about on, it and the fact yeah. that they vocalize yeah. it and then going my granddad and my i'll say my mom does the same thing that is not just my grandmother my mom does the same thing but to say my dad and my granddad or both my granddads they do a a different kind of encouraging they express it more express it more yeah and like my dad is more um i could say my mom's you know she's more emotionally my dad's more relationally that he like wants to make sure that he's fathering a, a son in a good way and uh like I'm trying to say, like, did you lose he, your train too? I did, I did, I did. It was <laughs> right. He just derailed. got derailed. He's, he wants to, you know, father me in a, in a mm -hmm. good and healthy Christian right. mindset in a very God-driven, Christ-centered mm -hmm. relationship I, he has with me. So, I think the best way that we can kind of conclude that section is think about the and and hopefully, if you're listening, you've had a good relationship with your parents and grandparents. If not, you know, hey, it's a broken world and it's it's normal. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, think about what those people have been to you and meant to you. Um, and now it's your time to ask yourself, well, how can I be that for the generation after me? Um, and we'll go ahead because of time. Uh, we'll move into relationships. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're making it more specific. Yep. Um, you got something, Carson? Yeah. Go for it. So I was, well, you kind of hit on it kind of kind of moved my brain into relationships thinking the way you were just talking about um, support system and that being one of the biggest strengths for females and women. And when I think of a relationship, I think of that support system, like you were just saying, like all, all three of us are single right now in case people listening didn't know, but I think we're back to the Valentine's day episode. Yeah. <laughs> but we've all, been in and have you been in a relationship? I Not put you on a spot. I, I was just, in one was for one. three months. <laughs> yeah. Three months. Okay. Out of twenty three years of life. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> I've been there, man. No. <laughs> but I think we've all been there and we've experienced kind of um a relationship before. And I think for me, one of the biggest strengths of a relationship and of of a good fruit bearing relationship, you know, is the support system. Um, as a man, having that support system. And it being and encouraging and godly. Yeah, that that was something I had to get used to was mm -hmm. having someone who like wasn't my mom, especially right. like a female who who was just like, I mean, just always inquiring, like or like just I guess there. Mm -hmm. That's something I had to get used to. I was like, this is weird, man. Yeah, but it was a good thing to get used to. It was just like you know, un unless you've been in a relationship, you've usually never kind of mm -hmm. had that form of support right um and i think it's a really refreshing thing and mm -hmm. again um ladies who are listening please 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 do not underestimate you know when, when i when i say that you know i had never um had that or expected that and had to get used to it right i you know i'm trying to speak to the fact that 
the support that women, uh, the woman gives to her, the man in a relationship is so vital. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, right, don't underestimate the, the weight um, that your role in his life has as that support system. Mm -hmm. That makes you no less important to him. And really, it makes you, you know, if, if you are seeking Christ before all things and encouraging him in his faith, that makes you one of the most important parts of his life apart from Christ, right? Obviously, him, Christ being at the top, right? Um, I think, uh, was that all that you had? Or That's just what I want to hit on right there yeah. as a Blake. Um, he kind of brought up like his support system. And I'm like, when I think of a relationship, I think that's one of the major things is mm-hmm. of a God bearing relationship is a support system and a healthy, faithful support system. I think, um, and just this is going to be real quick. Parker just texted me. Sorry, it was funny. Oh I was like, goodness. he should be here right now. You sh- he should be here. He just sent me a selfie of me and him we took yesterday. Wow. This guy. Um, so, in, in the verse that talks about wives submit to your husbands, um, first of all, remember, wives husbands not women men wives submit to your husbands it's a it's the terms and conditions of the construct of marriage that was created by god and given to man we did not create marriage um but that word submit a lot of it's controversial because a lot of people think it's like like a slave like i don't want to be a man's slave right and no that's not what it means you'd be correct in saying that it that sounds wrong because it is it's actually a Greek military term. The etymological um, word, the, the Greek word is hupatiso, which is a Greek military term, and it means basically to, to go to war form, to go to battle form. And so women, when, when you are doing those things, when you are supporting, when you are holding together that foundation, right, with Christ at the cornerstone, you're going to battle form. And that's something that, I, I think every man in this world is going to have issues with expressing appreciation for because, it, you know, it, it's just so vital mm-hmm. for a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think that's one of the biggest things for guys is kind of like struggling with like appreciation. Mm-hmm. Or the communication it's, of it. Yeah. It's like when you get that Christmas present and you like really – like for me, I'm like, like I just don't show it. Like I, I could get something I really, really love. But I'm like, I'm not gonna go over the moon excited about it. But you're not gonna like, go like sor- sorority girl on uh, no on Big no. Sister Day, like ah! no, no. But like, <laughs> you know, you don't know how to express it. But yeah. like, I don't know. You know what I'm hitting out with that? And yeah, no, I I think one last thing that I kind of had that I was kind of curious on what y'all think. Maybe y'all think it's a good point, go or maybe it. it's stupid. I don't know. Um. So we know how the man is is supposed to be sort of the spiritual leader in a mm-hmm. relationship. And hear me when I say this. Just because the man is expected to be a spiritual leader does not mean that he is expected to be more spiritually mature. Both need to be mm-hmm. on just about the same level. Otherwise, this is an unequally yoked relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not... Uh, this is not an excuse to say, oh, he doesn't, you have to be, you only have to match the maturity of your partner. No, it's you guys have to be actively building one another up. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you need to reassess where you're mm-hmm. at. Yeah. And I want to hit on this real quick. Um, but with that, making sure that you're equally yoked in your spiritual maturity, uh, another thing is to make sure that you're being pure and blameless as well. Um, and that's something that, you know, blameless means innocent we're not we're all not blameless like we've all been you know i think to yeah pure and blameless this it's it's not like to earn the um to earn the mercy of god or to Mm -hmm. it's for your own Mm well-being right if you stay away from certain sinful acts and shameful acts then that's that's shame that the devil can't use against you Right. What's happening is God is protecting you from the devil using those tools against you. Yeah. Um, and that's why that's so important. Yeah. If if you guys aren't if you guys aren't married, then hey, guess what? You're not married. All right. If your boyfriend and girlfriend and you've been like that for eight years, doesn't matter. Carson doesn't care. Blake doesn't care. I don't care. Parker wouldn't care. You're no. not married. Yeah. Um, and he, if you're married, there's even there's things within that construct 
I had this conversation with someone last night. It's yeah. going full circle right now because we were talking about how people like they get engaged and they classify themselves as married. Mm, nope. Nope. No. You're not there yet. Nope. You're you're one step closer. You're so close. Yeah. But guess what? That's you, ain't there. <laughs> you ain't there. That, buddy. That's up in a relationship, boyfriend girlfriend that you really really have to watch out for. Yeah. Because yes, you're not you're not married, and leaving out the pure and blameless and spiritual maturity levels in your relationship is extremely important because you want to make sure that you're living out, you know, what God has given you already. And Mm -hmm. like, that's something that I know personal experience. I've had relationships that have not been pure and blameless. And, but that's something that I want to build upon my future relationships, Mm -hmm. even going into marriage. Um, And I mean, you're going to marriage is a little different, but going to that point, that I want to make sure that that's my life. And, and I, go ahead, sorry, Andy. I was, I'm sorry. I was no, going to say this. Um, that standard of pure and blameless, there is a line that is generally like like for everyone that you that you don't want to cross. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I'll go ahead and say this. Some lines look different than others, depending on who you are. Um, I'm going to say that you need to be living according to your conviction. For example... There is someone I met who felt convicted when they listened to country music because they were in a certain Mm -hmm. season of their life where they were acting sinfully. And afterward, whenever um, they heard or listened to country music, it would cause their mind to stray into a place that was sinful, into a place that was, you know, where God did not want them to be, right? It's not sinful for you to listen to country music. But for them, it was. Yeah. Why? Because God convicted them. Mm-hmm. So you need to listen to your conviction. If you're not comfortable, if, if 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 you aren't comfortable kissing until you're married, hey, that's okay, right? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. If that's not the conviction, then okay, sure, yep. go for it. But hey, remember, right? Mm-hmm. With even with a kiss, even with those little things, we're stepping closer to a line that you don't want to toe, right? Um, and Again, we say these things in the Bible states these mm-hmm. state, you know, to be pure and blameless, not to ruin your fun, but really to to keep you within the confines of what God has created so that you can enjoy it the way that he intended you to enjoy it. And that really is the most supreme form of joy that we can have is when we do it underneath the terms and conditions that Christ, that God mm-hmm. has set. Yep. Was there something that you were going to hit on? Oh boy! Did I derail um, you? I'm trying to think. Train? Oh, you were talking about pure and blameless, and oh, I was just gonna say that I think that is one of the, in a relationship standpoint, that is where trying to push that line, that boundary, is where the devil will try to work the most mm-hmm. because you get there and you cross that line, and not only you know it, do you know it in your spirit, but also that shame. Mm-hmm. And when I see people that, you know come out of bad relationships or they're, they might even still be in the bad relationship for all I know um, where I'm talking to them and they just have that shame upon them. You know what I'm saying? And you just meet people that are just, the devil just puts that shame over them that, you know, they bring up everything they've done in their past and it will, nothing will wreck a relationship with your relationship with your, with the Lord faster and nobody, nothing will wreck uh, the relationship with that person faster than pushing that line and that shame that comes along with that. And I think the devil makes it, Seem like it feels good at first, mm-hmm. and then then it then the shame kicks in. Yeah, so kicks yeah. in the high gear. Definitely. Blake just like punched the air. And no, he said, was. What was he doing? He was changing the gear, bro. Changing the, changing the gear. Oh, uh, look, he just punched the, the air. No, like, he, I was trying what? to make a sound with it, but it didn't go. Sorry. <laughs> if only we had video. He is the Italian truck driving man tonight. What? You I didn't for, even know he drove a truck. For, was, ship gears. Oh, what are you on, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, y'all have anything else you want to hit on? What do you think we're good? You know, I I, I think we're pretty good. We're good. I feel like we're going to get some I questions about good. this. I think so. Please, mm-hmm. please ask questions, mm-hmm. guys. We mm-hmm. love it. All right. And now we're going to move into our wrap-up here. And I got a good question for y'all. And I'm going to get try to get Parker on the phone. We're going to try. Keyword, try. He keeps his phone on, didn't disturb. So I know it's at least going to take two rings. But we're going to try. So you ready for the question? I say we just give him one. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> he's not happening. Are right, you ready? Yeah. What TV show would you want to be in, and why? 
friends. I'd be the monkey. The that's monkey. solid. I know, right? That's yeah, good. That's, yeah, I don't that's think about good. that. I think for me, what's, you go first, Carson. Because I, I have a couple of TV shows. Hold on. So I gotta, you can only okay. pick one. Last we'll Parker first. Come on, Parker. Parker. I don't think it's happening. Please leave your... Nope. Parker. Man. We'll give him a second see if he calls back. But do you, y'all probably know what I'm going to say. Maybe not. Meat eater? Something like that? No. What is that? Yes. <laughs> but not the one I was thinking of. It's the... Oh, Parker's calling me. We'll get to what I have in a second. Okay. Parker? Hello? Hey, you're on the podcast. We got a question Hello? for you. Are you there? Hello? I hear you. Hey, I just, I just this is painful. <laughs> you ready for the question? I'm ready. What TV show would you be in and why? If you could pick a TV show, TV show to be in. Um, I would say uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to make it better. <laughs> what you would, would make you, it better? Was, it needs some improvement. Some it, it needs some. It needs some Parker. Man. So you would be a superhero in this. It needs some crawdad yes. hunting. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what did they say? It needs some crawdad hunting. Needs some crawdad hunting in there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what did y'all say? Uh, Andy said friends, and then I, I haven't. I haven't revealed mine yet. Me and Blake haven't revealed ours yet. We're keeping it a secret. We're about to. Oh. That's good. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, we missed you on here, and we hope you get to feeling better. You and Thanks, your sunburnt guys. face. Y'all are awesome, and I love you guys. All right, we'll holler at you later. Bye right, now. Sounds good. All right. All right, get There's to your Parker. point. Okay. I would pick The Office without a doubt. That's a good one. Without a doubt. That'd be the most fun show to be on. Literally last night playing Ultimate Frisbee. Um... I'm not gonna lie. I caught myself doing the office side look. Because you, were you looking at people or looking in the thin air? I literally looked off into the the sideline. There was no one over there <laughs> because someone threw a frisbee and it was nowhere close to anybody. And I caught myself uh, doing the side look, like to the camera, like why'd he just do that? We need nobody. We there. need to start. We need to start having like a like a fake cameraman. Like just look at. The oh cameraman. my gosh! And I saw the coolest thing. Someone filmed their wedding, like the office, oh, and they did side like idea. they pull people aside to do side interviews. Um, like they got, they got the cool looks and stuff. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. To whoever my future wife is, that's what, that's the move. No, you know the song that they play at the reception in the wedding, in the office. Was it that's the- playing at my wedding? Yeah, and I'm dancing down the aisle. Yeah, don't care. I, I was at a wedding where the bride walked down to uh, the main theme of uh, How to Train Your Dragon, and nobody knew. Nobody knew what it was. They just thought it was pretty piano music. It was How to Train Your Dragon. I saw the sheet music. Well. <laughs> And you know yeah. them. That's scary. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's actually kind of cool. I think I would have to say friends, too. Okay, but why. you can't be the monkey. Oh, I'm already the, I'm already the I'll monkey. Pick, I'll pick Lame. a different one. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you can be monkey. on the same show. No, it's got to be a different yeah, character. I don't know. Lame. I just like, my life is like the life of friends, I feel like. Well, because you just have. It? I don't see you in but, New York. <laughs> false. Black, <laughs> black bear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bears beats Battlestar okay. Galactica. I, I, I sent that to AI, and we had a full conversation about the uh, the office. He goes, "Oh, that's from the office." <laughs> I have too much time on hands. We keep cutting you off, Blake. Goodness, I'm gonna just like yeah. Dude, what? I'm just gonna well, what was that? No, uh, go drop, ahead. Drop my. When you maybe come up with an original uh, answer, and we'll let you talk. Okay. <laughs> well, you may not like this answer. Probably but like not. maybe like Grey's Anatomy. That's an awful I've never show seen to be on. I've never seen. But it. here's the reason why. To make it better, as part oh my of the goodness, set, to make it better, and like, how are you going to make that show? I make better? my childhood dreams of being becoming a doctor real. Childhood dreams, but you, you, you wanted to be a doctor. You're going to yeah, be a an, pretending to be a doctor. I, yeah, pretending. Yeah, nobody doctor. on there is actually a doctor. That's true. I mean, hey, one of them might be, but I'm not going to lie. Yeah. One of them might be. Well, I, with Grey's Anatomy, I, I bet they it. have to have a like they have to study some sort of no. stuff. You think? No, dude, the they script? they just. They just pull whatever. Blake just got a thought. I just, I just thought of another TV show. Go ahead for it. You ever seen Psych? No. You gotta make up your mind, bro. He's I think I know what you're talking about. But Psych? No, I think Psych is my answer. I think. Okay, Psych you heard it be... here. He wants to be in Psych. Psych would be a fun TV show. No, to like be in. legit, like a show that I can actually be in. 
I think I would go win Big Brother. No questions asked. Oh, dude, no. I would win. No. There's not a doubt in my mind. Why is it I can see that? I would I would win that. That's show. terrible. I can, I can actually win. see that. Yeah. You. I got a couple more years and I can fly. Yuck. <laughs> you don't do you not think I would win? You would, and that's what disgusts me. <laughs> Fair. You gotta be pretty pretty brutal to win that. But hey, half a mil? Take you out somewhere nice? Hey. Yeah. Come on. If you if you if you if you take me I couldn't do Survivor, now that's too much. No, I could But do Big Brother, that. I could I could do Big Brother. I could see it. But I, have I can actually be in that show. But as far as like a fictional show, the office. Hey, well, we'll we'll have to put that out on uh put that question on our story. Yeah. See what you guys see, think. I'm curious. That's I like that question. That's that a is question. a good question. Yeah, but you have to you have to say why. I'm sorry, I'm basic. <laughs> yeah, you are. You have to say yeah. why because we want to know why. Yeah. yeah. But um, other well, than that. Yep. On that note, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for episode seven here. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Make the Time Podcast if you are not already following us over there. Also, if you have questions, comments, concerns, need prayer about anything, um, please email us or send us a direct message on one of those social platforms. Our email is Make the Time Podcast at gmail.com. And we always enjoy hearing back from y'all and getting emails and messages on Instagram. It's really encouraging to us. And really helps us keep this fire and this passion going for this podcast because we all really enjoy doing this. So we will be back um, very, very soon. And remember, if you don't have the time, make the time.